Do you know what I forgot to do this morning? I was at the Apple store looking at all of the various combinations of things. Checked out the watches. They look cool. Was looking at the phones. Looked at the white phone and the gold phone. It'll look good. And all the colors on the the iPhone 11 not Pro. They also looked mm. good. Forgot to check out the green one. So, I still <sighs> haven't seen one in person. I know. I've been to an Apple store twice in the last three days. Yes, and I haven't looked they're at like a green right one next to each other. How could you not see it? <sighs> this was a big table. I didn't want to walk around. <laughs> oh, maybe they're displaying them different there. For us, they were all three, like all four next to each other. Oh, okay. No, this is very different to how they're displaying them here then. At both of the stores that I went to, they have like each display has an 11 Pro, an 11 and an 11 Pro Max in that order. And the displays consist of three iPhones. And so to see all the colors, you'd probably have to walk around to like five or six different displays um so yeah oh, okay but anyway happy new iphone weekend oh no what my microphone was turned off uh, all this amazing content you gave us it's gone yeah i, I don't think you spoke in that time so it's fine <laughs> <laughs> that's how the microphone being off work you couldn't hear me speak because my <laughs> microphone was off <laughs> what were you hoping to say kai uh <laughs> thanks um yeah so that's the same so on one side they're displaying oh, yeah, the, the 11 the 11 pro and the 11 pro max and then on the other side on at our store at least they showed the uh all the four pro iphone 11 pro colors um oh okay so it's possible that that was the case on the other table but not the table i was looking at i've just sent you the photo actually and i was wrong the order is the 11 the 11 pro max and then the no, sorry, the the eleven, the eleven pro, then the eleven pro max, yeah. not the other That's way around. So Why is there no one there? Yeah, where is everyone? Uh, they were all outside in a line. Surprisingly, there was still a line this morning. This was Sunday morning, but oh really? There was, oh, a, so there was yeah, a line, yeah. but they didn't let people in to look at it. Well, well, no, I I was allowed to walk straight in because I was just looking. But I think these were people picking up things. So I guess everyone was picking stuff up instead of looking. Okay, maybe people knew what they wanted. Um, hmm. yeah. I was surprised. I mean, Sunday, you know, I had expect the line maybe all day on Friday, but... Um, so, yeah. uh, on day one, would you say the lines were similar to other years, you, more or You less? weren't there on day one, were you? I don't know a thing about the lines. I did not look at anything... Because I know the Sydney Apple store probably got busy, but I didn't look at anything okay. for that. I picked up my phone around lunchtime from Chatswood. So, Chatswood is about 20 minutes out of the city, and it's just one of those, like, shopping center stores. Mm-hmm. And I had to wait about... Not even 10 minutes, probably. Okay, um, that's... I saw that's somebody, they scanned the barcode. Yeah, they made me stand in a line, but that was probably less than five minutes. And then I was in the store, and then it took another couple of minutes to get the phone out. But it was super easy. Um, I was on lunch break, so I didn't really have time to stick around and look at all the phones. Um, I just kind of headed straight back to the office. But yeah, uh, that was a super easy pickup experience. Mm. Um, so that, I guess, also spoils it and says that I picked up my phone and <laughs> i'm keeping my phone mm. yeah yeah we also went and picked up all the things and we actually have an interesting tidbit yeah uh, well i just before we get into that i just want to put the huh can to send a picture of our store that's like super busy and this was the same the first day and they're all like day, okay. in the store it's even See, that's probably about as busy as as chatswood was on day one. Oh, okay um but yeah, today was a bit different. This was a different store this morning, um, mm-hmm. but okay. it, was, it wasn't super busy inside. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and it took like I, I tried on a watch as well. It took 
like a minute for someone to come around and say, yeah, you mm. can try on this watch. What do you want to try on? So, yeah, it was not bad at all. All right. Sorry, Kai. Your interesting tidbit. Tidbit. Um... So we picked up the the watches and phones, right? Um, as you do. Yep. And the packaging for the new fo- uh, watches is essentially the same as last year. You know, you have oh, okay. um, so you have the I guess three components. You have the, the your main watch, like the the actual uh, stainless steel uh, aluminum or whatever. Yep. Uh, so the watch and the, the watch. charger and like the the stickers. And yep. Stuff like then that. you have the the watch band, and then you have the wrapper that kind of makes it basically one package um and it turns out uh, at least for in-store orders um that apple ships all of the cases with a um uh, what is it called cardboard uh, placeholder and then they put a, the right watch band in when they bring the watch out to you so i thought that was kind of interesting oh that that's that makes a lot of sense right yeah. Yeah, yeah but i feel i mean yes because they can get everything shipped and then they just deal with it in the store when they know what people are going to have. But I feel like it's going to cause a bit of... I feel like this can this can cause some errors. I mean, for me, they brought out the wrong Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so already there, it seemed like they might have given you the wrong thing. And it seems like it, it makes a bit... Things a little bit more stressful than they have to be for the, for the retail um, workers, retail store workers. Yeah, the person, the runner bringing out yeah, the watches, he was definitely yeah. extremely uh, exhausted from yeah. swapping bands uh, behind the scenes all the time. Um, but I thought it was really interesting because, I mean, it seems obvious to do it that way um, after after last year already. Um, yeah, yeah. I am surprised though, considering that they basically used the exact same packaging this year. And they use this sort of swapping mechanism. I'm surprised they didn't do that last year. It mm. almost feels like they intended to do it last year and something didn't work out. Mm. Um, but I also also wonder, wouldn't it just, why, what is the benefit of doing this over just shipping separate watches in like its independent wa- independent box without bands and then giving, like having the band in a separate box so you just give each customer two boxes? I mean, that's essentially what you do, just that you have a nice paper wrapper around it too. Yeah, mm. so is that just it's, just... it's probably just nicer to have the one thing. I mean, I'm I sure it's so. just an aesthetic thing. Yeah, yeah otherwise, also, I think it makes it look a bit cheaper if you get your phone I and a free so. watch band. It's nicer to get your watch, right? And you have two things to unbox. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, but I thought it was really interesting. And that also explains the entire, like, design your own watch thing, right? Because Apple literally won't care what you what you put together because they will put your order together by the time you're trying to pick it up. Mm. Um, at least for in-store orders, for everything shipped, I think it's actually sealed. The entire package is actually sealed. Um, but for in-store orders, uh, they put it together as, as they bring it out, which is kind of interesting. Mm. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm. yeah, makes a lot of sense after how they did it last year. I also wonder if so that means have... it's a lot easier to swap bands after purchase because the um, the watch band in the box actually has a price tag on it. Like it's a normal mm. retail. It's like a regular box. Yeah, retail box for a watch band. So it says I don't know sixty dollars ah, okay. price tag on it. So that nice. means you can probably also just get it returned or swapped easier because it's like a normal retail band you would have bought yeah okay that's interesting that's pretty cool yeah i think i'm gonna maybe try that (laughs) (laughs) um i'm not completely happy with my watch combination it's growing on me but i am considering to maybe check if i could change the band to a different color wait so you got a new watch too (laughs) (laughs) spoilers i thought i told you that but 
No, no, I didn't realize that. And yeah. you got the phone. And I wasn't I was deliberately avoiding asking if you'd gotten the phone on Friday and I was waiting until we recorded and then you tweeted photos last night. Well, I'm that sorry. gave it away. One time Marlon tweet. Uh, I know. I know. <laughs> the photos were um, nice though, right? They, they were very nice photos, yeah. Mm. Absolutely. But uh yeah, I didn't ask if you got the watch. Um so that gave it away. So you both got new phones and watches. Fancy. Yeah. Very fancy. Yeah. Yeah, you need that nice. compass. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's definitely the compass. No, I'm actually really enjoying the always on watch display. Um, sounds silly, like something so, sounds like something you don't really need, but I do feel like this could potentially become this. You know how nice it is once you got uh, wireless headphones and once the AirPods came out. How nice it is to not have a cable hanging around. I feel like this is going to be the equivalent for watch when the display is. Ooh, on. I don't think so. No, well, you don't think I, it's going to be as convenient. I think it's a I almost feel like there's no disadvantage though, because assuming the battery life is the same, assuming you don't take a hit uh, from having the always on screen, even mm. if you have no need for the always on screen, you don't care about it and you're happy to like flick your wrist awkwardly every time you want to look at your watch, <laughs> yeah. it's not a disadvantage to you that the screen is on. No, right? no. I mean, yeah. arguably battery life, but it's not really a problem. Um, yeah. You're not losing out on anything. Yeah. So. Well, something like headphones, you could argue that you do miss out on some. Uh, quality when it comes to the audio. Potentially, yeah. yeah. Latency, and having to like charge that. them more mm. off or at all because yeah. why do you yeah. Don't yeah, yeah that, that's true. That's true. But yeah, I found it to be really nice so far. Um, I did also have mm. some scratches on my old watch. So I don't have scratches anymore and I'm a little bit const- I'm, I'm a little bit worried. Uh, I'm taking a lot of precautions. I, I'm left-handed and I always wore my watch on my left hand, but now I actually decided to change it to the right one because I have a, th- Kai had a theory that maybe the reason why I had so many scratches on the old one was because I kept on like doing things with my left hand that I had a watch on and maybe I like hit things more accidentally because it's my dominant hand. So I actually swapped it to the right hand now and it feels really strange. I whacked my, Series 4, I didn't buy a new watch. My Series 4 watch into a handle, like a metal handle on a machine at the gym this morning. And I thought, oh, no. I, this was before I looked at the screen. I'm like, <laughs> oh, it was no. meant to be to that I'm having to go. Because I, I looked and I could see that I could still pick up the watches uh, today if I ordered one. <laughs> and um, and, and my gym is about 30 meters from the into the handle. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, this is going to be it. But no, my screen is fine. There is not a noticeable <laughs> thing on it so i was like okay well i'm gonna stick with, with what i have but not a note i thought that would have been pretty funny if that broke do you have a dog or a wolf the wolf yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it it's not a full moon it's fine <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah. uh, it's not mine it's a neighbor's no but uh, uh, for me battery life seems to be close to identical i have the 44 mil- millimeter uh, watch used it all day um and had a roughly 70 minute workout uh in the middle of the day and we're still at 70 percent and it's 8 39 p.m here in vancouver Hmm. my day basically looked the same very nice and i have Mm -hmm. a 40 millimeter watch and i'm on 52 percent and i feel like that's that's what i usually do Mm. very good yeah nice because i've seen a few people complaining on twitter about the battery life not being great Um, people like complaining But I also yeah, wonder, I, I mean, it could just be that you're playing more with it when it's new. Yeah, that's I mean, I, maybe, I would have said, I've, I wouldn't have said I used it any differently from how I would usually use it. Like, I, I didn't pay more attention to the watch today than any other day, just because we, we were out doing things. Um, so this is a very accurate normal day measurement I've, I've had from today, and it seems to be pretty much spot on with normal 
normal usage. Okay, that's good. It's probably the type of thing that can be tweaked in software anyway. Um, I mean, like I know they were talking about all the power efficiencies and stuff that, that have come with, um, that they've been able to get and from the processor and all that. So, I wonder if there were some issues that it might be something that can be fixed in like a watch OS 6.1, um, if it was particularly common anyway. But, mm. yeah. Um, nope. Works for me. Yeah. It's fine. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, that, that means it's right for everyone else. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone else cool. is wrong. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> um, so, mm. how about the photos on the, the new phone, hey? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, pretty, for you, it must be a huge improvement. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because you um. had, like, a potato before. <laughs> <laughs> well. Um, sure. Like, okay. We can, we can say that. Um, no, but honestly, you, you're you not even just... You're not just getting the uh, wide angle. You're also getting the 2X camera, which I think, personally, I tend to use quite a lot on my old phone. Um, mm. Are you... Have you had a chance to... And you sent us some dark... Some night pictures. Did you take many yes. pictures out... During daylight as well? Because I feel um, like that's when the 2X one works quite, quite yeah, well. Yeah, so that's the thing. I did use the 2X a little bit during the day, but definitely not for any of the night photos I was testing with, just because you get the night mode only on the 1X mm. sensor. Yeah. And so it doesn't make sense to, to use the zoom. Um, but yeah, during like because uh, I was at a conference thingy yesterday uh, in a pretty well-lit room some of the time and used the 2X a little bit there, which was good for taking photos of the slides. I mean, I know that's not much of a test, but... Um, yeah, it was, it's handy. I do like the three zoom options that you have and being able to go between them. Um, that's, it's, it's sort of the biggest, well, actually the two, the two biggest takeaways for, for changing phones, um, are, are the camera, is the camera and the battery life on this thing. It's pretty oh, impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah. So are so you, I, I know you weren't very happy last week. Are you overall feeling better this week about your decision to buy this? I, I still don't like the size of the phone. Um, no. That's not going to change. That's not... It's it's like... Okay. Like, last week, <laughs> I was complaining would, a lot. Why did I, know. I ask? <laughs> I know. And and that that's not going to change. But the, the phone is still too big. It's I was comparing it to the 10R, 11, whatever, in stores today. And that is still a little bit bigger. Um, so, anyway, I made the right choice going with this phone. But it's like... It is at a point where it is noticeably heavier and noticeably thicker than the seven and it is uncomfortable to have in my hand i yesterday morning when i woke up i i was in bed i grabbed my phone and i'm like this thing is heavy like it just it's not a one-handed phone anymore i can't do everything that i want to do with this thing one hand like it's just it's i don't like the size but i have to get over that um the phone itself it's a very good phone the, the, as I said, the camera is great and the battery is phenomenal and I just need to suck it up and <laughs> accept that and like the phone for what it is. Um, on the plus side, not having to carry a battery pack anymore means that I'm probably still carrying around <laughs> less weight overall. I've got to look at the positives <laughs> somehow, um, but I am still very much in the camp of we need smaller phones, like need, need, need smaller phones. It, it's just... <sighs> Like same 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 take as last week. Like spending seventeen hundred dollars, that's okay, but it's still not something that I'm totally satisfied with. Um, you know, mm. Tim's customer sat number wouldn't be good if I got a <laughs> survey thing. So that, yeah. it's still a threat. Um, but it is a good phone, so I just need to I need to enjoy it for what it is. Um, because yeah. if I don't, it's essentially I'm be very the best phone I could imagine in that case. Sure. Say it again. Sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I also wanted I want a smaller case, but. 
we're not having that and i knew that when i bought it uh, i'm and i'm happy with what i got um but obviously if apple would release a smaller phone i will i will strongly consider that and see what kind of concessions we have to make to go smaller yeah yeah like if it means dropping a camera if it means reducing the battery life if it means i don't know whatever it might mean i'm i'm happy to consider that and i think I would I would be okay dropping a lot of the things that the iPhone uh, 11 Pro has in order to get it smaller, but doesn't mean I'm necessarily unhappy with with this phone. What, what yeah. would you be I'd, willing I'd be to, to drop? I I totally would be happy to give up some battery life, but oh, yeah. I mean, would you be willing to drop the cameras? Uh, not all of them. <laughs> I'd, I'd like. <laughs> I would camera. definitely be willing to drop the um, 0.5x wide angle. Okay. It depends. To me, that depends on what's happening with like. The updates are coming in 13.2, probably, like the, the deep fusion, what kind of impact that has, and for AR-related things, because mm-hmm. the, the wide angle just means it can capture a lot more of the scene. So if you're, I don't know, if you're using like an AR kit um, uh, environment, it can use the, the 0.5x to get a lot more environment information for then uh, better, more accurately render reflections on objects and light sources and those kind of things. So I definitely think the the 0.5x has a really good utility function to assist the other, uh, both assist the other cameras as well as assisting the AR functionality on the phone. So I'm, I don't know. It depends on what Apple does with it. Um, but if it would I, I only be I think it is for- difficult though, because how do you go from having such a, good flagship in terms of performance, battery, camera, all of that, to potentially having a flagship that isn't as good. And, and then I guess that begs the question. And, and the way they've been able to do that, I guess, is by having a larger case and by making it thicker to fit more things in. If you have a, say, I don't know, 4.7-inch, 5-inch screen, something like that next year, and you have to and you make the case smaller, is that still a flagship phone? Maybe not. Maybe it is the 11 equivalent. That's what I would expect. And and look, I'd probably personally be okay with that trade-off because I've been harping on about how a smaller phone is necessary. Um, and I would I would personally be okay with that. But And then I think that makes sense that then you have larger phones for, as they say, pros. You know, if you're somebody who does really want the best of the best, the best battery life, the best camera then it comes in a larger form factor and that's okay um, hmm. because that's how you achieve those things. Hmm. I don't know, but yeah. There will be a discussion for next year or realistically <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in three months when, when more serious rumors start to Three surface. months already, really? It's, it's <laughs> earlier and earlier each year. Yeah. yeah we'll probably get something like, like January. Realistic things. I don't know. Do you think they're realistic? I mean, Sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like the, the three cameras... Uh, yeah, we've that heard quite a very long time ago. Yeah, how do you like the look of that? Uh, by the way, Zach, I feel like it looks a lot better in person than on pictures. You mean the cameras? Yeah, like the, it doesn't feel like yeah. they stick out as much. It's almost like an optical illusion with the double, like the double bump. Yeah. So actually, I was very surprised that they don't. They almost don't stand out at all. Like much further than the case. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They really don't stick out. Um, yeah, I don't think there's. I don't have a problem with them. Uh, if anything, it's actually less of a bump than the bump on the iPhone Seven was. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I know that was only a single camera lens, but I mean, maybe it's the same. Looking at them side by side, maybe they're identical, but the mm. it doesn't feel like anything that's noticeable. It's like um, it looks sliding better. it in and out of a pocket. I've never had a problem with it. It's never got caught mm. on anything. 
Um, I I kind of think it's nice actually when aligning it on a wireless charger because you kind of just like push it down <laughs> yeah, until it hits true. the camera bump and you know that it's aligned. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Camera bump's not a not a problem, and I think the the gains by having the three cameras and having them stick out a little bit is mm. is well worth the trade off. Yeah. I feel like it. Uh, if if you compare, it's it's weird how quickly the model the the year. The, like the earlier years model becomes outdated as soon as the new one is out. It's really strange. I always feel like now the iPhone XS actually looks pretty outdated when it comes to design, uh, even if there's not a big difference. But if you look at that one... Only uh, two cameras? And the, the thing is that the, like they have the cameras and then they also have like a dark... Because the two cameras are sort of... S- stuck together under the same glass they have like a dark background like a dark glass in between it so it actually looks like a huge dark spot on the on the phone i don't know how to describe this but it doesn't look as elegant i think i actually think this looks a little bit nicer for being for being a camera bump it looks okay i still think yeah, it no, be nice I if totally don't have that. a camera bump but i'm mm. also not mining it as much as i expected that i would yeah no i agree i think it's i think it's okay that's mm. less of the problem. I mean, I'd be fine if it stuck out a little bit more and the phone itself was thinner. But hey, that's yeah. not something we can control. Yeah, overall, it, it, I is, mean, it like, is a heavy phone, though. Jim. It is. It is. It just really. Yeah. Is, yeah. It matches that Apple credit card. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. No, but I do feel like overall, I'm really impressed with the camera. I actually didn't think I would be as excited using it, but I went out yesterday evening, took some pictures. In the with the night mode and some during the day today we took some other pictures and I don't know I just feel like overall it's a huge improvement on all of the different cameras and I really enjoy it they're like all those I'm thinking of all those dark like evening pictures I want to take that I know that I've been passing sometimes I'm like oh this is a really cool sign I want to take a pictures and I'm like oh I should go and take a picture of that sign so I do feel like I'm potentially actually going to take pick up like taking photos more um than i used to so i think i think it's great so then coming from a 10s is the camera the biggest improvement for you yeah so far i mean yeah definitely i never really had any problems with the battery life on the 10s so that's not really gonna change anything or at least so far it doesn't really change anything well that was before apple arcade though that's true it was before <laughs> apple arcade i am excited about apple arcade but that's not an iphone 10 thing uh, sorry, that's not an iPhone 11 Pro thing. That's an iOS 13 thing. I gotta keep keep a keep a structure to this podcast. Let's talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I thought I had a good a good tie in here with battery okay, life. Okay, sorry. What do you want to say about arcade? No, I don't want to talk about arcade. I what just want, want to say, say that life? your battery life yeah. would have been worse if you would have played as much as you did now uh, on your old phone. Yeah. Hmm. Destroy mm. <laughs> <laughs> that tie in. Um. Sorry, Martin, keep going. What what else? What else is new? <laughs> <laughs> uh, How does Face ID compare to the oh, 10S? Yeah, so we, um, funny you would ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we, in general, um, you've probably seen a lot of people. I don't know if you have. I just assume. Um, YouTube videos and, and people on Twitter talking about whether it's faster or not and how much faster it is and those kind of things. I haven't, but sure. Okay. <laughs> this is not what you spend your free time on? <sighs> Also, not recently also i wish i did story <laughs> um either way um and we 
Marlon and I, we looked at some of those and we we quite quickly picked up on a flaw of a lot of those tests. And what uh, people tend to do is hold both phones up to their face and try to unlock them at the same time. And then you would see one or the other unlock first. And that makes sense because if you think about how Face ID works, it uh, uh, shoots a whole bunch of um, infrared dots at your face and then uses uh, the infrared camera to... to uh, look at the dots to figure out whether it's your face and those kind of things, right? But if you try to unlock two phones, two 10-series Face ID phones, at the same time, it will shoot dots from two different phones from two different angles, and they will all overlap. So first of all, you make Face IDs uh, uh, take longer because you have a whole bunch of dots, and then the phone will kind of uh, um, back off and try again to, to kind of deal with that kind of collision. Yeah, basically because it's not really sure which dots to look at because it's more dots than it's shot out. Yeah, and, because and they're overlapping and a whole bunch of yeah. related things. So those tests are essentially completely useless in a waste of time um, because you, you can't get anything from it. Whatever phone uh, goes next after trying to, to avoid the face ID collision is the one that appears to be faster, but both of them are slower than they could could have been. So what we've decided to do is we use the uh, slow-mo camera on the iPhone uh, 11 Pro and Marlin's iPhone 11 Pro and filmed me unlocking both phones after each other. And then I counted frames to see how long it took uh, in different scenarios, either from just uh, hitting the side button until the uh, unlock animation would start or try to like... Uh, hit the side button and then swipe up directly. And based on that, it took exactly the same amount of time, both of the uh, devices running on iOS 13. Um, both of them, okay. I think it was uh, half a second between uh, the first pixel uh, uh, being lit up or starting to light up on the phone until the animation that the unlock How has long completed did you say? started. Half a second? Yeah, I think it was half a second. Okay. For both of them? Yeah. So, so the speed improvements are thirteen related. iOS thirteen, as related. far as we can tell, like based on that. Yeah, I mean, based on this very scientific test. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it yeah, was no. it was a simple test. It was just. I think like, it's it's not a, honestly not a bad test. I think this is a reasonable way of testing. That's it. what we thought. It was kind of the the simplest possible test to have better results than than shooting a whole bunch of IR into our faces at the same time. Um, and based on that, it was within a margin of error differences in speed i know that we um, you unlocked it multiple times did you compare any of those um like you unlocked the same phone like five times after one yeah i counted i counted the frames essentially in three attempts on each phone okay and they were within uh uh 0.1 of a second or so from each other so there was a bit of a margin but it wasn't wasn't huge yeah okay no that's interesting it's good to know though Mm. um Mm. Cool. So, so I, I would guess say it, I would say no difference apart from the improvements in iOS 13. Um, is there a noticeable improvement in the angle that it accepts? I haven't tried that because I think that was supposed to be improved. Okay. Because I um, so I'm still like I like Face ID. It's actually and and it's actually surprisingly fast. Like it seems faster than I remember it on the 10 when I. Because I know a lot of people with tens, and yeah, tennis already it was a big faster. improvement over. The yeah, okay. So that's the thing. Like, I haven't, I don't have much experience around people using a tennis, but on the ten, it seems a lot slower. So I've been mostly okay. There've been a few times I've been caught out, and 
it's like, oh, I, I do have to kind of either move my head or actually pick up the phone in order to mm-hmm. be able to unlock this, which is a little bit weird coming from Touch ID. A few mm-hmm. times I've gone to rest my finger on the bottom of the phone and wondered why <laughs> nothing is happening. Um, that all just takes some getting used to. I've been mostly impressed with the speed, though, like in, the, in a normal usage situation of, say, taking the phone out of my pocket, it's actually surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is still slower to unlock than Touch ID if you, you know, were resting your finger on the, the button or whatever as you t- brought it out of your pocket. But I think if you have anything to read on the lock screen and you don't want to unlock it straight away, then it's like it. most of those most of the time I can read start reading the notifications by the time I'm ready to sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it is unlocked quite fast. I've been impressed with the speed. Um, but yeah, I guess just that, just that having to be in front of your phone. I've, I, like I've been- Mostly impressed with the angle. Like, there's been a few times where I thought, oh, maybe it's not going to quite read and it, it does it successfully. Um, but, yeah, it's still, I don't know. I, I kind of wonder if there's still some room for a hybrid of Face ID and Touch ID just for those situations where it is a little bit more awkward to unlock the phone manually. Yeah, um, I mean, there, there are rumors about that. I just wonder yeah. if it's worth the extra effort because I I feel like Face ID for me is significantly better than Touch ID. Because I constantly okay. have yeah. problems with my my fingerprint no longer reading, and I don't know why that happened. I don't know. It seemed to uh, re-registering it seemed to be all right. So maybe I use my thumbs too much too, in in weird ways where the fingerprints are kind of rubbing off. I don't know what happened. Yeah, yeah. I had huge problems. I think I I I, be- I almost stopped using um, using Touch ID mm. uh, with one of my hands because I had to just rescan my my hand or that finger like every week or something. It was just not staying accurate. But your fingerprints are nuts. Yeah, my you fingerprint- could rob a bank without gloves and you'd be fine. <laughs> my fingerprints are really really weak and uh, like as soon as I'm a little bit dry on my hands, it's also like terrible like it's really hard to unlock it so for me like i can't say that i would prefer having like for me um face id is a clear win because i don't have any of those problems but maybe i do also understand some people who like taking it out of their phone their pocket and it's already there and they can already start interacting with it Uh, but yeah i don't really need it at all yeah that's interesting actually i haven't had it fail at all like uh, as in be locked out of my phone and have to enter the password, which is quite nice. Um, not that that was particularly common with Touch ID, but it would happen every now and then, like maybe mm-hmm. every few weeks. Uh, I guess I've only had it three days, so it's a bit too early to to rule if it's better or in that sense. But um, the I had, other in thing... In all my that- 10 series phones, I had zero degradation of, of unlock quality. Uh, I was going to okay. say, wouldn't it just mostly just get better and better? I think it's mm-hmm. less good in the beginning just because it doesn't yeah, doesn't know as many angles of your face so if good you point. do one recommendation is that if you if your phone doesn't recognize your face sometime because you have like a hat or a scarf or something always enter the password right after because then it teaches uh, yeah. it that that is a valid face for you um, yeah so that's oh. that's a mistake i did with the first phone i didn't really try to teach it throughout the usage of it uh, mm-hmm. but i think it should be better if you always put in a passive code after it nice. fails okay mm. the other um the other place that i think it's unquestionably better than touch id is when entering passwords or unlocking one password to oh, answer yeah. passwords yeah. because that was always a pain point of you're touching the screen, you're doing something, then you have to move your thumb to the bottom of the screen, whereas now it's just like you kind of just keep in your flow but just look at your phone. 
and mm-hmm. things happen. So, that part is really nice. Um, there's no sort of break-in flow other than that quick pause. Um, so, I'm mm-hmm. sold for that side of things, like as you're authenticating and using mm-hmm. the thing. And I think there's some fancy thing that it gave me a pop-up or something to let me know this, but uh, apparently the phone shouldn't lock automatically using the auto-lock timer thing if you're looking <laughs> at the phone, which is kind yep. of cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's I didn't nice. realize that was the case, but that's, that's mm. a pretty cool use of Face ID. Mm. Um, I still have changed the automatic um, screen off time because the 30 seconds that it defaults to is way too little. Um, it's but, 30 yeah. seconds by default? That's the default, yeah. So, it over it overrode because I restored from backup, but mm. uh, oh, I did the data transfer thing, but it overrode my probably two or three minute setting that I had. So, I've moved it back to- When do you ever not look at your phone for more than 30 seconds, but you sometimes need it to stay? Sometimes it's on a table. Um, you would usually be mm. at work, but if I'm testing something- um, Where is the, the setting? Other, um, in the display and brightness settings, auto lock. So, I've got it set to four minutes. Um, which is just enough that, yeah, if I don't look at my phone for four minutes, I probably don't need it. Um, the, the other time is like less so now because I can stream sport, but like if I'm following along the the scores of a game that has like five minutes to go, um, and you want it to sort of keep you up to date, can be handy to, um, just leave the phone open on a table somewhere. Okay. Um, in a situation where it's rude to watch, but in most situations, I'd probably just stream it these days. Um, I would just. I'm always careful with OLED screens and and longer screen on times. For, sure, it could I get that. Burn. I, I mean, I that's the reason that. why Apple makes it shorter, right? To to avoid burning. I, 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 yeah, I understand that's the reason, but I just want to use this thing. Like, yeah. I bought it to be used. I've got Apple Care. Um, if some weird screen issues, if burn into the thing, like I will get it replaced under Apple Care. Um, it's the same thing about not not wanting to use a case and just throwing it in a bag with keys. That happens, and if it gets scratched up, it gets scratched up. It's okay. It doesn't have a case. Uh, I just want to use the thing and not worry about breaking it, and that's why there's Apple Care. Um, same reason not having a case. Like if I, I just want to use it. If I drop it, so be it. It'll get replaced. Um, yeah. All right. But for but people me. who do not want to have a, a broken phone... Uh- <laughs> Uh, I, I think it's. I mean, if you make that decision deliberately, that's different from not knowing what what's happening, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, pro tip also: uh, if you're annoyed by how long it takes to lock your phone, oh, yeah. um, which yes, I don't know. Yes, yes. What is with <laughs> that? Well, is, is that an eleven thing, or is that a? I, I no, don't know that's if that's a like a weird series. new phone thing. I, I still call it ten series, despite being so. It's, it's an OLED problem. No, it's actually um, because they are overloading the the side button for Apple Pay. Oh, um, of course, yeah. So yeah, if you yeah. if you turn off the double side button for Apple Pay, then your phone will unlock like a normal iPhone. Oh, perfect. Yeah, good, <laughs> good, uh, good point there. Yes. Yeah, because that's always the first thing I do because that's oh. incredibly frustrating when you have a device. You hit the side button and it feels like it didn't didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that, but didn't know why. Hmm. Oh, it's so annoying. Um, okay. Changing it now? <laughs> I am changing it now. Um, uh, where do we go? Settings, so, is it a wallet, wallet. setting? Wallet. Yep. Okay, yeah. Oh, I double-click side button. Oh, much better. Wow. It's like mm. locked by the time I un- like hold up the button. Neat. Right? Does that also wake <laughs> it up faster? I don't know. Mm. Sweet. No, that's really good. You can also just tap the screen to wake it up. Yeah, yeah, that is that is nice as well. Yeah, yeah, that's something I think you will really like. I think <laughs> that is something 
that I got used to so quickly. So now when I'm picking up phones that don't have that, I'm not, like phones that actually have a home button, I'm mm. always, it always takes me like one try of like tapping on the screen first. And I'm like, why isn't it on? <laughs> and then I realize I have to tap the tap the actual button. Yeah, oh, my nice. problems they're mm. they're humongous. But overall, great phones. One thing I was wondering about, and this is just it's not it's not wondering about the. It's surprising to me that the iPhone still has a mute switch. Just uh, feels a bit surprising? weird. I don't know. I feel like it's one of the obvious things you can get rid of on the phone. I understand how handy it can be if you're somebody who goes between those modes, but like the iPad mm. got rid of it and the iPad just has the mute option I really don't in like that. Uh, control center. <laughs> it's oh, very, see, I do. Yeah. Like, I never toggle the mute switch, um, but no? I get that I'm probably in the minority there. I guess I often toggle it when I'm playing games. Mm. So, so you want to talk about Apple Arcade some more? What's the purpose? <laughs> Oh, because I want to hear the music from the game. So, uh, so you don't get distracted by... Ah, oh, see, okay, I guess this assumes that you have notification sounds on, which... No, no, the thing is, if you have, no, the, so like, if, if you have your phone muted, the game mm. will observe that setting and mute the in-game music. Oh, I didn't know that. Nice. Mm. I mean, I not all games do that, <laughs> yeah. but, but well-behaved games might mute the music in that yeah. setting. Okay. Yeah. See, in that case, like, I understand having the hardware toggle is nicer than not if you it's something you use frequently, but it just feels like an obvious... Yeah, that's why I found it to be quite frustrating on the iPad because the one I make I do like three things on the iPad and one of them is playing games. Um, but apart from that, I don't want to have sound effect, or sounds on when the iPad is just laying around. So it's always sure. a bit frustrating. You could just turn notification sounds off. Yeah, I should do that. Because realistically, I never respond to a notification on the iPad. No, no. I might turn that off. That's a good idea. Although now, I'm not logged into any iCloud account because I updated, we updated to beta software. So we decided <laughs> you wanted to me to risk my account rather than yours? Oh, I didn't know you re- logged into yours. I, yeah, t- I said I we're just going to stay logged out. I didn't realize you were... Sure, and that's how we played those arcade games on, on the iPad. Because I thought you created a test account. And like pay $5 any, on that one. Uh, you could just create a test account like any... And any then pay $5 for arcade on the test account? Mm, you get it free for the first month. <laughs> but you still I you still need to put in payment details. Yeah. Yeah. And then no, it doesn't it makes sync sense. anywhere. So I guess no. we I guess we just I risked d- your account. I mean my account was already uh in in logged into different beta devices anyway, so it didn't really matter. Mm. I'm also I wasn't too afraid. After after Apple dodged uh the or or punted I should say the uh iCloud Drive agent yeah. uh in favor of rolling back. Um I feel like everything was pretty pretty all right with iCloud-related things on the betas. Yeah. Yeah. I should say I, that since beta 8 or whatever for Mac, when they reverted that, I haven't had any problems. It did mm. one final re-download and upload of all my things, but it seems to be okay now. Mm. Do you think Do you think that is going to come back? Or do you think we'll... What was the last one? It'll come one? back in some form or another. What was the last one? MDNS? I don't remember. But. I have to say, I feel like... Many people have been quite annoyed at iOS 13 and iOS 13 betas um, compared to iOS 12 because there were a lot of things in there. And I think many people complained about things being broken in the beginning. But like now when I'm using iOS 13, I don't I don't have any problems. I actually really like it. I found it to be right? pretty, pretty stable. And I was saying to Kai the other, year, the, other year, the other day that it actually feels like... It feels quite polished from a, some angle because it feels like they have put in a lot of niceties. Like there are a lot of new, um, an, a few new like animation curves, a few new UI elements, a lot of new like um, 
icons and assets and it but just also feels just like playful uh, animations right yeah. the mute switch now has yeah. a nice animation with a bell and yeah it feels like a lot of things just get nicer so those things feels vi- feel very worked through i know that people complain more about like overall <laughs> mail like, not working yeah like overall functionality is being broken before but like now I'm, I'm not having any problems with the things that people were concerned about before and i also found it to feel relatively polished it's very playful i like it mm. that's good it's, <laughs> it's, it's not a bad update am i like have i just not run into all the problems everyone else has i mean also apple punted a lot of the stuff their cost issues right yeah yeah i mean there were things that were not done there will now but be either in 31 of, or 32 but i think many people are still reluctant to update to ios 13 yeah by the sound of it i would be too yeah. <laughs> you, you did though yeah, I mean, I did from beta 1, though, so I but, did it but myself. Do, but how do you feel now, like, in comparison to beta 1? Wouldn't you say iOS 13 is reasonable? Oh, it's come stable? a long way. It's okay. I haven't rushed and updated any of my family's devices. I've actually updated zero family devices. The only other device in the house running iOS 13 is Dad's new phone, because it has to. Um, I think 13.1 is probably where it's at. If I just think back... I mean, I know you're... Or you were at least on 13.0. I don't know if you're on 13.1 for your new phones. Um, 13. Well, I think because we were on like a build that would have been cut around the same time as like the last 13.0 beta and Mm. it still wasn't Mm. great. There's just a few little things. I mean, even in 13.1, mail is still weird. There's some Bluetooth issues. There's some AirPods issues, which I think are related to the Bluetooth thing. But like I had an issue the other day where I just, I couldn't play music for more than about five seconds and it would just drop the (laughs) connection to my AirPods. Hmm. Couldn't work it out. I had that on 12 too. Okay, interesting. Um, maybe it's an AirPods thing. Um, it was fine on the Mac. I couldn't fix it with a reset. I on actually the phone. had to um, completely reset my AirPods, um, and that was on 12, 12.4.1 gee, because okay. I could just so not good. get them to play anymore. Interesting. That's so I've yeah. had some some weird issues lately. Um, coincidentally, not since updating to thirteen. <laughs> okay. No, but oh, okay. I like. Interesting. I don't think like uh, sure there might be things wrong with iOS thirteen, but it's not bad like it's like, uh, like any software yeah like any yeah. any apple software it's it's pretty good it has some rough edges uh in in weird places i mean the mail thing might be bigger right but we're yeah. both not using mail app or you're using mail app i'm not phone, using right? it much on my no? phone though okay. um no and uh, i mean i only use it for a few days so maybe that's it maybe i haven't run into things but i really really don't have haven't had problems but there are also other things that just feel a lot more solid than they yeah. were in 12 like um, if you look at your notifications, I always had weird rendering issues. Yeah, me too. It seemed like, like all layout, layout was going nuts yeah, yeah. Um, for the first uh, half a second. Mm-hmm. And now it's all just smooth. Mm-hmm. Like those kind of things are super oh, nice. Oh, interesting. Because I've had more issues on this 11 Pro than I ever had on the 7 for notification really? center. Oh, really? yeah, I had, yeah, I had so some many weird problems layout well. things. But <laughs> Welcome really? to safe areas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe that's it maybe it's a safer um but also like if you pull down for for the search uh what is that is that feature having a name spotlight. if you just pull down spotlight, spotlight. Yeah. oh yeah yeah I the keyboard that. actually appears every time yeah and it's 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 fast right it doesn't it doesn't have this like half a second stutter um to load all the elements underneath the search bar it's just it, it's just fast and smooth and it wasn't like that on 12.4.1 so i i actually Overall, I'm more happy with the level of polishness on 13 than 12.4. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Hmm. One thing I am... So, 
I remember you being surprised and that they were they were sticking with a pure black uh, dark mode, despite oh, yeah. most of the phones being um, OLED, at least the flagship ones. I definitely notice what you mean um, with mm-hmm. regards to the smearing. It is quite obvious in some circumstances, especially because a lot of apps seem to have adopted, like non-Apple apps seem to have adopted a pure black dark mode as well. Um, there's some mm-hmm. apps where you don't have to, like Tweetbot, I think um, you can pick from a few dark modes and you don't have to go with any pure black. Um, but on the ones you can, it is noticeable, um, but it's bothering me less than I thought it would. Um, just, I mean, I know I'm like two years late to the OLED smear complaint <laughs> party, but yeah, it's not as big of a deal as I was expecting it to be. Um mm-hmm. Just like it is definitely noticeable, but I'm not bothered by it. If that makes sense, um, yeah, I don't know. Just, a, just. A I hear what you're that. saying. I don't know what if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't bother me. I don't know. Um, but I do notice, like, it's like half the UI seems to lag behind if you scroll the table. <laughs> yeah, the that doesn't background. bother you. That's fine. It doesn't bother me. No. Um, All right. There are Why bigger problems on the phone. You just stick with your potato. <laughs> yeah, it is sitting on my desk. I can see it right now. I could just turn it back on and return this phone. Um, yeah. <laughs> the potato right. was nice. Had a nice screen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if... if I just... It isn't... I kind of started accepting it because, I mean, it's just a thing. It's That's just how those OLED, OLED screens work. Screens yeah. work. Mm. And it bothered me more in the beginning, just because mm-hmm. I had the contrast between LCD, a really good LCD screen, to yeah, yeah. Apple's LCD screen, screens were really good. Oh, yeah. Never had OLED, a which about the screen on my side. Arguably was a good OLED screen, but it, it just inherently had those issues. Yep. And I'm looking forward to those going away in the future as technology becomes better. But yeah, so they could improve, could improve how OLED works, basically make, make the... Make the LEDs, uh, no, sorry, not LEDs, make the pixels turn on faster? Is that how they would do this? <laughs> how would this work? Me, as the uh, OLED expert, uh, leading OLED, famously yeah. leading OLED expert of, of this planet, yeah. uh, sure, I don't know. Definitely <laughs> yeah. of the podcast, Kai. Okay, so you we're don't, just, just so you don't know. Like, I'm just wondering, is, there a, if, is this a technical limitation? Sure, there's got to be a way of turning things on quicker i don't know how okay it might also just be or that is oled just, is, is inherently having that issue and when we're moving to micro led yeah or whatever. that's what i'm thinking like do they have to move away from oled or could they improve oled <laughs> why didn't you come prepared for this question <laughs> yeah you knew we were recording a podcast <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know well that's fine i google it <laughs> um yeah how uh, did you update to watcher a zigzag of course. I was stuck on the betas. I think oh, I yeah. haven't been Sorry. able to update to the public version, though. I'm pretty sure I'm <laughs> stuck on a beta build. I don't know why or how. Um, <laughs> but what I did do is uh, remove the... So, after it, like, when I realized I wasn't able to update to the public release for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe it was the same build number. I, I could just... It I could think just it is the build same number. build number. Uh, well, that would be why it wasn't showing up. But what I did do was then remove the profile in case they pull a sneaky, like, 6.1 update next week. Uh, it'd just be easier to stay on 6.0 until the next public release. Because I don't plan on being on the watch beta, like, for the next round of betas. Um, so, I'm content with this build that I'm on at the moment until we get another public release. Um, mm. But yeah, did you, I mean, and you're on WatchOS 6 now because you both got new phones. Mm. How are you finding it? I forgot what they changed. 
don't know many things that are new. Yeah, honestly, there's not a lot. Uh, new, new watch faces. Uh, How new good is the new types. now playing screen, though? Oh, yeah, that one. Looks yeah, cool. yeah. that's my favourite. Maybe favorite. I haven't played anything. Mm. Ah, you should do that. No? It's pretty good. Oh, yeah, that looks really nice. Is it functionally different, too? Yes, you can now see how far into a song you are, or a podcast, uh, okay. or whatever you're listening mm. to. That's nice. um, for podcasts, it was always possible because a lot of the third-party uh, podcast players show the progress bar in some way. But for mm. music, it's never been possible. Um, now mm. it is because the and I thought I got confused and thought that it was the volume at first. But there's a ring around the play pause button, which fills slowly as the song or whatever it is you're listening to progresses, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so that part, like. That is functionally different enough for me to be happy with it. And it's easily accessible as an app on the um, yes. on the home screen. Absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, mm. Although I still think battery life is slightly worse. Um, I do struggle to get through a full day sometimes if I also go to the gym in the morning. Um, that was never the case before the beta. It could also just be a combination of like the last... Three, like the watch being three months older than when it was before I was on beta mm. software. And that difference mm-hmm. is enough that it now no longer gets through a full day. I don't know. Um, I probably would have bought this new watch if the battery, if they marketed the battery as being better, but it's not. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's not much I can do about that. So I just sometimes throw my charger in a bag. Um, but it's another reason why I would have been very excited about the bilateral wireless charging if it was actually a feature. I mean, in general, <laughs> this watch is the new watch is the same, the, the same watch as that. It's the same watch. Yeah, yeah, I know, with a slightly different screen. Um, same process. Not even same battery different screen. It's just a li- different screen driver. Yeah, yeah. So it's same. and a compass. <laughs> yeah, Don't forget about compass. So I would cool, be uh, but how necessary. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We were talking about that earlier. There there are some, like, I don't know, for for religious reasons, if you need to know a heading, that might be useful. Um, and for, I guess, for, for hiking, I can see how that might be. Wait, for religious reasons? Yeah, like some people pray in specific directions, right? I didn't know that, but okay, cool. Yeah. Mm. Um, handy. Yeah, I mean, for those kind of things. I, I mean, it, there are use cases for Compass. And if it, it was it was probably not costing billions to get it in there. So I think it's for something that, that is kind of outdoor and always accessible. It might be some, somewhat useful to have a Compass there, um, I, 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 I think. Yeah, I wonder how useful. It could also be useful if you do, like, sailing and those type of sports. Sure. I mean, even hiking, right? I, I mean, we've... We've been hiking and yeah. we're unsure which direction the the path is we plan to take. Um, mm. Having a compass, on, I mean, realistically, we had a compass on our on our phones, but we we were still confident enough to think we were on the right trail despite <laughs> not being on it. <laughs> I if don't it know if the been, watch is gonna help. I don't know. I mean, if you have like a watch face that has a compass on it, you might be yeah, more might like more at it. like I I'm very confident, but I still check my wrist. Uh, we're wrong. <laughs> You know, that could be something. Uh, Otherwise, Watch S6, uh, App Store. The App Store is available on the watch directly. And Oh, yeah. I forgot to look at that. Hmm. Is that useful? I mean, as useful as a tiny uh, App Store sounds. Well, that sounds cute. Hmm. I got to check that out. <laughs> um, and um, what I, my, my favorite thing is actually the, the noise app. Or oh, the yeah, noise part of of the watch to notify yeah. you when you're in a too loud environment that is pretty cool that actually could be a contributing factor to the battery slightly worse battery in watch os 6 oh, yeah. maybe i should turn it off 
<laughs> it has it has helped me out once or twice, but maybe I should turn it off and see mm. if the battery's better. Yeah, because I mean, it seems oh. to take these readings fairly frequently. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What? That's cool. There's a bouldering app. Maybe I should pick up bouldering. Mm. I also <laughs> like the um. So in in the health app, it does keep a record of the noise at the various times that it's recorded it, but it also. Uh, seems to keep track of the noise when you're listening to things through various headphones. Mm, so, you can break it that. down on a per headphone basis. Um, so, in my case, I can see the split between my AirPods and Bose uh, QC35s and it tells you the noise range of the audio. So, it will warn you. I think, I guess it will warn you if it's too loud. Uh, I guess this is a good thing. I'm not listening to podcasts and music too loudly because I haven't gotten a warning yet, but I can go in and see like the max volume that I've had music playing out and things like that. And for how long as well, because I think it keeps track of, of that. So, it's just a yet another way to try and keep you healthy, I guess. Mm. Um, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm on board with that. Mm. And I think it's it's super useful um, for because it's that's the thing, right? Noise. I feel like we're sometimes not aware of how loud of environments we're in um, because, especially if things slowly build up, you you kind of build a tolerance really quickly to loud noise. Um, and having something that that is more neutral and says, "Hey, you should really not be here for for this long," uh, could be could be really useful. And it's also again a fun thing to to similar to the compass. I kind of like to look at my wrist uh, and just see how loud the different environments are in. Um, de- a decibel was always a measurement that was hard for me to to really put into a framework of understanding, similar to to imperial system of measurement, uh, which makes no sense by the way. Um, but now being able to to glance at my wrist and see what noise levels are. Uh, I have a way better understanding of all right. What is thirty-five decibel? Kind of wh- what kind of volume level does that uh, correlate to, or forty, or whatever other ones I will see over the next few weeks and months to to have a better understanding. Because if if I look at like smart vacuum cleaner reviews online, uh, they often tell me how loud they are in in decibel numbers, and I can compare them. But I usually didn't have a good framework of how loud I would. Um, experience that and I, f- I think this is a good way uh, for me to learn <laughs> That's that a very, neat, very 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 specific but i i'm i'm weird that way we like you for that <laughs> yeah yeah but actually i forgot to talk about uh, one of my favorite new ios 13 features kai tell us what your favorite one was ios 13 not my favorite one of my favorite um activity trends Oh yeah, I wrote that in the show notes. Oh, okay. I should maybe bring up the the show notes. Well, you follow them here so far. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that is purely coincidental. Shh, you're professional. <laughs> um, have you had a look at your activity trends, Zach? Sort of. I think I pulled them up once or twice in the beta. Um, I've just had a look now, and I get some information mostly about the rings and distance covered, but it looks like for things like stand minutes, cardio fitness, and walking pace, it needs more data. And I'm guessing that's related to having recently restored my watch and having a new phone. Mm -hmm. But how about you? Probably. Mm, I mean, overall, I just always found the rings alone to not really... (sighs) I mean, I'm usually closing all of them just because I'm, I'm... reasonably active throughout my day anyways but i d- 
didn't want to really push my rings into levels where I'm like, this is getting uh, like a chore where it felt like I, I do not have three hours to walk every day. I just don't have time to do that. Um, so I always found like the rings to be not, not a great indicator of, of whether I'm improving my activity levels or whether they're decreasing. And trends is, is exactly that, right? It just gives you a better overview of where where you're going do you overall get better worse decrease increase uh and also then you have um better metrics like a better summary of for example if you go to your trends and then go to move you can see how often you have your rings closed in the last 365 days and you get a percentage and to me that is more valuable than knowing a streak because I mean, I I had streaks. There were multiple years. Uh, at some point, that number doesn't mean anything anymore, especially if you lose it once. Because now, until you have a streak again, you have to wait years. And having a trend that tells me you closed your ring every day for the last ninety days, and in my case, three hundred sixty-four out of the three hundred sixty-five days, that is something that is somehow more useful to me and i so, can also see that for people who might not close them every day to to kind of aim for percentages right to say i want to i want to try to get it in 70 percent of the days because realistically i can't do it 100 percent of the day i'm sorry what does that mean 364 out of 365 days that's how often you closed your rings so that means that throughout the last year you only missed one that's right but that's not consecutive necessarily that's an average since you got your watch no, that's over the last 365 days. You've beat me by one day, Kai. <laughs> but I'm going to I'm gonna claim that my travel back home from the US took a day away, so we should be <laughs> even. So how many days do you have, Kai? 364. I also have 364. Mm. So, so does that mean that if I, if I had, if I closed it 365 days ago tomorrow... Then I will have had 365 out of 365. No. it. No. You have to basically flush the one day where you didn't make it out of the 365 uh, rolling ah, buffer. Yeah. So, so if, somewhere if, within those 365 days, there is one day when I didn't make it. That's right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know that day. Mm-hmm. Because that's when I moved my list, my move streak over, which, okay, my <laughs> move streak was um, 395 days. And I lost it someday within the, sometime. Uh, within the last year mm-hmm. so now i'm on 226 days so i lost it 226 days ago mm. Mm. so um yeah that means that uh, i feel like that could be more useful no so. offense but that is not gonna be something that i'm excited about looking at on a daily basis because it's gonna stay 364 out of 365 sure. for the next sure for for your case that's yeah. what i said this is an example i mean overall you can at least see the trends does it go yeah, up does yeah. it go down does i do like that yeah. same? i would like a bit more percentage though it could be nice if it shows like how much percentage i of my ring i got each day for the last sure year i mean there's definitely there's still room but i think mm. this is the right approach for for me at least yeah i'd yeah. much rather have this aggregation data than this uh kind of a day by day because to me mm. as i said i i make that ring in particular almost every day uh, based on all of our three numbers all all three of us do so it almost becomes useless in a in a sense because we we adjusted our days to be active enough to hit that, and at yeah. least for me, it's usually not a lot of lot of work, which yeah, yeah. Um, 
is just a coincidence of, of my, my lifestyle at the moment. Mm. Uh, on the exercise side, on the other hand, uh, I only made that 70% of the time. So that's something that I uh, could mm. try. I mean, I don't know if I will, because 70% of the day seems about right for me. I made 83%. Mm, mm. Did you? Um, but that's no, sorry, 92%. I, oh, Hmm. even better hmm. but that's something that i could see myself thinking all right maybe i should try to go to 85 or whatever percent and then that's a number that kind of you yeah, work yeah, towards rather than, yeah. than you know yeah i i like i like those like daily goals to me are not as interesting yeah. as like mid to long-term goals that yeah. i can work towards what i think is interesting with this is that they do it shows that they do try to look more at trends and look at more at like overall patterns mm -hmm. in your data and it will be really nice if they actually use this more and potentially if they add sleep data here that would be like yep. that would belong here and they could potentially then also add more correlation between that data and that would be really cool mm. yeah so i definitely think this is the right approach um, to me, at least, it's the right approach of how to how to deal with health data to kind of bring it together, give me trends, give me kind of correlation, as you said. Yeah, um, yeah, because they have all that data. It makes sense to use that. Hmm. Obviously, there are probably third-party apps that do similar things. I mean, I tried a whole bunch of them, and there yeah. was nothing there that was, I liked uh, as much as, I agree. as this, despite being still very simple. It's definitely... Uh, yeah. Uh, more useful to me than without it. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to seeing more what they actually do there. Mm. Nice. Cool. Also tried the new um, uh, transfer option in iOS 13 when you transfer from an old phone to a new phone. Mm. You know how you how have that two... go for you? <laughs> so you have two options. <laughs> no, did you, can, you try this? You can either do the one where it says, uh, I don't know... <laughs> Well, I like the functionality. I do not necessarily like the, the the wizard dialogue thing that gets you into the flow because I feel like it's not very good. You mean good the one that push, pushes you into a flow of waiting for three hours? Yeah, it's a bit weird, right? You have two options. So basically what happens is you, you have two phones. You, you have an old phone and you buy a new phone and you want to migrate your data. Uh, so you bring your phones close together. Then uh, there's a dialogue that pops up on your old phone, whether you want to transfer data to your new one. You hit continue, then you scan, similar to how you set up an app. The Apple Watch, you, you scan like a galaxy type looking looking blob uh, to make your phones find each other. And then you have two options to transfer your data over. Either you go with your iCloud backup and then it tells you something in the dialogue, something to the extent of you have to wait 15 minutes to, to use your phone and then the rest will kind of download uh, in the background. Or you can transfer all your data directly from your existing phone and that will be, take an estimated and then however long it takes based on how much data you have on your phone. In my case, it was, I think, an hour and a half or two hours was the ETA. and Which is quite a lot to begin with. It <laughs> yeah. did tell you this beforehand though, right? It did. did. Yeah. So I, I, <laughs> I tapped on it out of curiosity. Uh, because then, you were thinking that maybe that will give you some more information. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I was I was curious. Uh, I've done iCloud backups before, so I tried, all right, let's let's tap that other one. <laughs> Try something new. Yeah. Uh, and start directly. Didn't even ask me to confirm whether I'm I'm actually willing to wait hours before either of my phones are usable again. Uh, by the way, in which you also shouldn't obviously take them away from each other. So if you happen to have to go anywhere in the next two hours, uh, you have to bring, I guess, both phones. Um, uh, so then 
uh, it can start it. And about half an hour in, uh, the ETAs went up to, I think, eight hours was the longest. Uh, at which point I canceled that and decided to go with the iCloud. Uh, but that's crazy too. Like I could imagine, okay, I have to be at a dinner in two hours. I should be able to do this beforehand. But then going up to eight hours, that's a completely different story. Mm-hmm. It's very, very broad um different mm, and it seems that seems like there's a lot of things that impact that number so mine took over an hour all up um the time oh, so you when, ended up going through the whole process yeah i did it i was at i was at work and um didn't really fancy pulling everything down through the wi-fi um it would didn't have been you plan to do a clean install anyways i planned to because and the reason was that well it would be nice to start fresh but the reason was i thought i wouldn't lose anything uh I realized a couple of days before buying the phone or before getting the phone that I would lose all my wallet passes mm. and I had something in there that I needed for Saturday and I mean I could have just re-added it but then I was like then I lose everything else and I have a lot of flights in there and I have a lot of like things that I like to go back and look through um so I decided it wasn't worth losing all those so mm. I ended up doing the restore um so yeah I did the transfer thing it took over an hour but um what ended up getting it going in the end was so both of them needed to be on charge, but they also needed to be probably about 70 to 80 centimeters away from each other. So for like the first half an hour, I had them both very close to each other and both on charge. Then mm-hmm. for the next, I don't know, half an hour, I had to go to a meeting. So I brought, I didn't want to leave my shiny new phone on my desk. So I brought both of them with me, just basically stacked them on top of each other and put them on the table. Oh, and they were too oh, close. So, painful. so it didn't work. And it was going very slowly and neither of them were on charge, so it didn't really work and the time remaining didn't go down. So then I got back to my desk, then I kept them kind of apart and both on charge and then it went through fine. So it seemed like there's a bunch of things that are influence- that's influencing the time here. But all mm. told, it took just over an hour, um, which was slightly annoying. But the thing was, it took like two hours to set this phone up because I tried to do that originally and it didn't work. They couldn't actually establish a connection. And I realized the problem was because my phone, my iPhone 7 was on 13.1 beta, but the iPhone 11 was on mm-hmm. 13.0. And it didn't give me any error messages. It just basically said, like, it just basically didn't give me a time remaining and I couldn't start the transfer. Um so I set it up as a new phone without signing into iCloud or anything, put a beta profile on it and updated um, before wiping it again and going through that whole process again, after which it worked flawlessly. Um, but it was just a matter of getting to that point. Yeah, I also cancelled that process when it said eight hours. Yes, but you also have gigabit internet. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, but there's not really a need for you to use that phone. No, but mm. some, something in the dialogue made me believe that I would get more of a back, like this, a more yeah. accurate mirror of my existing yeah, phone. Yeah, because like it, maybe it all seems your to do like all your something. settings and yeah. stuff. But I mean, you get that from iCloud, but they, they did paint it as a, we'll transfer this across for you. Yeah. yeah, that's why it would be great. Like, I would love to get the recommendation of who needs that because yeah, just I think- say if you have fast internet, just go iCloud. Yeah, mm. like if that's the the recommendation, tell me. But, but did why it give you-, you an estimated time? Because for both of mine, it said fifteen. It gave me an estimated time, and maybe this is a thirteen point one thing, and it said fifteen minutes for both of them. Okay, and iCloud I thought was great, fifteen like, no and two hours or one hour thirty for uh, Okay, so yeah, it gave me fifteen minute estimate. Mm. But anyway, but it's like it takes longer, so it's got to be more complete, right? <laughs> you would think, yeah, but I assume it's just because it does a direct transfer of all your apps rather than waiting and like downloading them Which slowly. Still seems like no, it, it doesn't. Should. It didn't no? for me. No, I, oh, mine, because, it just uh. did app data and then 
when I could use my so phone, it was downloading all the apps manually. Oh, really? Do you know if yeah. it uses Bluetooth or Wi-Fi? A, a great question. Don't know. Because I, realistically, what would make it slower than, than you know, it? I mean, it kind of has to be Wi-Fi, I would assume, because Bluetooth would be kind of slow. But then what would take that long? Like, realistically, how would it be any slower to, to do a direct Wi-Fi transfer from one phone to the other than my, my phone talking to my Wi-Fi router, yeah, no, talking I get to a mean. server somewhere, right? Mm. That that seems like it shouldn't be that much slower. Peer-to-peer should be faster. It doesn't have to go through any kind of external server. But Yeah, I mean, in, in yeah, our right. case, that's not the bottleneck. Um, so I assumed it would at least be equally fast, but yeah, not at all. Eight hours. <laughs> um, you know, this also, could this be time- some of the reason why people were worried about 13.0 going out on friday i mean maybe there were still bugs in the migration tools sure um, i don't know i was a bit worried about that actually um but yeah, yeah i i found that i i would like some more information there so i i because i felt like I, I i was given two options where i didn't know which one was the better one in my situation and i feel it is weird yeah, to and i think people who someone- are Sorry, mm-hmm. people who are less tech savvy would not really know what to do there. I feel like they obviously just would take the quicker one. But, it's also, but I also don't know. Oh, it just confuses them more. When but they it's like if, if I don't have any information what I'm deciding between, don't let me decide. Yeah, like blue if, or purple. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, even there are ways of like if it's really internet dependent, do like a small speed test in the background and say we recommend this one based on your internet speed or whatever. Apple probably could also have figured out my internet well, speed over. That's kind of mm. what I assumed they were doing. I mean, and they might not be, but when they gave the estimated time, I kind of assumed yeah, that it true. would be, you know, establishing a connection between the two phones, realizing how fast can we transfer things, establishing a connection with iCloud.com, doing a test or whatever. Mm. You know, how fast can we transfer your five gig backup or whatever it might be? Um mm. But but maybe not. Like, but I would assume that that's the thing. And then and then that allows you to make if that estimated time is accurate, it allows you to make an informed choice. Oh, one's twenty five minutes, the other's ten. Going to take the ten minute one, and then, then that's giving even, you some kind of suggestion. But then also be clear, right? Say this one is faster, but you have to have you have to keep both phones next to each other. Yeah, like, yeah. Tell me why yeah. one takes longer than the other. That that was kind of my problem. That I felt like I wasn't given the information. But I mean, I could have probably just googled and looked into what the options are and whether there are any downsides or upsides. But just having my phones in my hand and making a decision, I felt like, well, I go with a new one. That sounds interesting. Um, yeah, but I, and like you said, it sounds slightly more solid for some reason. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, and to be topic. fair, this time also my iCloud Restore actually uh, did wipe a whole bunch of app keychain data. So I, w- I was locked out of a lot more apps than I usually am when I, when I do an iCloud Restore. So I don't know what happened there. So like Twitter, the uh, Twitter clients, or anything really that had any kind of OAuth token didn't come across. And I feel like that was not the case. No, last I don't. Time. I don't remember. But I have to look into all my Slack channels. Yeah, Slack again. was gone too. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Could be. I don't know who. Uh, uh, that could oh, be a limitation no of how- Slack. I mean, I did do the oh, okay. not the iCloud one, but I did. I was thinking that might just be a limitation of how they use the keychain integration. Mm. Yeah, there is like the the condition this yeah. device only, right? So yeah, I but was if wondering that, if, if they just using that. Slack, I'm not sure why it would work for us. Yeah. That's weird. Mm. I don't know. Um, uh, did you use the Slack beta? Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I didn't. update your latest beta, so I wonder if I they might have changed any. Because I Maybe. think the iCloud 
a, a certain iCloud a key or certain keychain uh, access uh, types have been deprecated in uh, iOS 12. I don't know if they've even gone in 13. Mm. So maybe there are 13 update change something. I don't know. Either way, Possibly. I I got. Lo- I mean, naturally, I got logged out of all banking apps, but that seems mm. to be pretty standard. Yeah, but then also uh, for me, yeah. Apple Pay uh, cards came across, so I. They were all listed in my wallet. I oh, you add- didn't have to activate them? Mm. I had to activate uh, them, but I didn't have to add them again. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had the same thing. Yeah, I, I, have to, I have to add them. Yeah, for uh-huh. Marlon, they were all gone. They just completely did you, gone. Sorry, Marlon, did you do iCloud? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Weird. Yeah, but all of my passes are there, which is good, because I'm okay. in the same situation as you. There's certain ones I want to keep. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but then, yeah, none of my cards are there. So I'm just going to have to re-add them. Yeah, so definitely something, something strange. That was going very on strange. That actually reminds me call? I should finish updating. Sorry, I should finish adding the rest of my cards to my watch because I've only put all of them on my phone. Mm. I would yeah. be hoping I don't have to use my ING card for anything for a while. <laughs> That's all right. Mm. Yeah, but <laughs> overall, uh, I thought the the release day was pretty smooth. The pickup was easy. Mm. Um, the updates Although, were all pretty. I mean, I'm really <laughs> looking forward to them, the. But. I think I'm really looking forward to a new Apple Store in Vancouver because this one is tiny and it's it like is. really long. So it's like this bottleneck as soon as you need to go into the shop. So yeah. it will be great. Once the Especially because there. I mean, it makes sense, right? They put the, the display phones in the very front, but that means yeah, that it's really hard them. to leave the store after they. Mm. After you you uh, acquired your devices, you have to battle through all those people looking at the new phones. Yeah, um, and the new Apple Store will be a lot nicer and a lot bigger. Will be great. Yeah. Mm. yeah, but overall, I mean, the updates we did get, they were all pretty smooth for me. Pretty pretty happy with that. Yeah, uh, yeah, nice. me too. Looking forward to Tuesday now. Uh, so no, thirteen point one is no longer coming on the thirtieth, but it's coming on the twenty fourth. Yeah, Tuesday in yeah, that's our an interesting part of the move world. to bring it hmm. forward. But at that yeah. point, it's like, why didn't they release it last Friday? Um, but <laughs> hey, whatever. Yeah. I'm excited. I wonder uh, if it's, it's just it's they were overcompensating and expect they didn't want to say a too early date. They thought they might finish it sooner than the thirtieth, but. Quite you possibly, don't really yeah. want to say it too early if if you already have to pull some things out. So better to t- say the thirtieth, and then I think, <laughs> why not release it when you can? Yeah, yeah. So makes sense to move it after that. I'm quite happy that they are flexible in that way. I think many companies are like, no, we set a deadline but for it's the thirtieth. Right, the Apple TV um, uh, TVOS thirteen was supposed to mm. come in the end of the month. I think that wasn't officially moved ahead, but. Um, the GM seat was released uh, a few days ago. Mm. So they have a GM seat, but they're holding the release. Um, well, it was just the first GM seat, right? Sure, but I mean, GM seat means we're pretty confident. We, yeah, we don't have yeah. a GM seat for 13.1. Oh, no. That's just beta 4. It's true. So, yeah. so in general, that entire... Uh, we should put it together like a yeah, release make, uh, yeah. matrix because yeah. this year it's actually quite interesting what when when and how all those things are being released because that means we we will have 13.1 potentially before 13.0 on on the apple tv but i really want a 13 uh on the apple tv because of apple arcade or rather i mean i did install the uh 13 gm seed one um but apple arcade is not uh um i guess launched they haven't uh, actually uh, made it available yet um, which is a server-side switch, right? That's why all of a sudden Apple Arcade was available to a whole bunch of people before iOS 13 actually launched. Um, 
but not Isn't so. Isn't that only available for people on the iOS 13 beta? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. first it was not available yeah. on the yeah. same beta, yeah. and then it was unlocked. Uh, so that's the state that the Apple TV is on. So that our Apple TV is on 13 GM. But no, because we can still see it as like a exactly. separate that's app. Exactly, the same could as it was. You could yeah. do it on iOS 13. Yeah. Okay. So it's exactly in that mode where it's saying experience 100 plus games. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, it will be interesting. I wonder, I mean, it could also be that they're holding certain things because certain games are not ready for, for Apple TV. I guess porting to Apple TV might take more time. I don't know. Is it available on the Mac yet? Do you know? No, it's not. Okay, interesting. No, but, but also Catalina is, is about yeah. it. That, yeah, that, that's fair. So that's the last one. I mean, if, if I would... You run Catalina be- uh, Beta, Zach, right? I am, but I haven't checked out Arcade. Yeah, is Arcade at all available in, as a tab in I the is, yeah. App Store? I am opening the App Store now. Yep. It is available as a tab, but it still says 100 plus games coming this spring versus on my iOS devices, which say, oh, you can play free for one month. Mm. So you have not started playing that Wait, for one is, month? Um, is the TV streaming one out yet? Apple TV Plus? Yeah, is that out yet? I don't think so. Oh, okay. No, I just because I know I get a year with the phone, so I'm going to take advantage <laughs> of that, but... Yeah, we'll see how we have redeemed that. I don't think we know. <laughs> okay. All right. No, no. All good. Um, Coming November 1st, Apple TV Arcade Plus. Arcade is out, right? Arcade okay. is out on mm. iPadOS 13.1. Um, okay. And so I'm taking it you iOS haven't 13. started testing that yet? You haven't, um, you haven't used Apple Arcade? Yeah? I probably won't use Apple Arcade. <laughs> it is so good. I, I I'm I sure had... it is, but I don't play games anyway. I know. So. I know. I well, wish this I had... is the perfect opportunity to get started. <laughs> it it is it both kind of confirmed. I'm I'm a bit un- unhappy that I don't have more time. This is this is a lot more fun than I thought it would be. But well, it playing also... ga- games is fun. Yeah. <sighs> um. But it's it it really for me reanimated. Um, iPhone Your childhood. <laughs> no, just I. I felt like Sorry, iPhone gaming was such a dumpster fire uh, lately because of mm-hmm. all the freemiums. Even even quality games were always put behind stupid free, and then you pay for weird stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. that you technically don't have to buy, but the game is definitely uh, not as fun as it could have been if you decided to buy in in game mm-hmm. whatever currencies. Yeah, or not even that. It could also just be. Well, since you didn't pay for this game, you now had to watch this ad for a minute yeah. in between those games. <laughs> Which is crazy. Like this, I just take a minute of your time. Yeah. And I just wish I could skip those at some point and just keep on playing because the game is great. And it just feels like if you're looking at the games, there's so many more artistic games that are like pretty strange that I think are like very unique games that I don't think would have. I'm not sure if developers would have given them a chance if it wasn't something that they knew would go up on Apple Arcade. So I feel like Apple Arcade has made people a bit more excited to make games and make more special games, potentially, because they don't need to worry about the revenue stream. At least, yeah. I mean, not after the fact of making the game, yes. They still have to pitch it and get Apple Yeah, 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 I know. I just think there are different type of games that you Mm. can do because you don't have to think about which type of berries you can sell in your app. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And also, I mean, realistically, that means most of those studios probably have one of the biggest budgets they've ever had uh, because Apple foots some of that bill, mm. which usually means they somehow have to f- fund it themselves. Um, 
Oh, <laughs> we just got a message from Zach that his computer died uh, conveniently in the Apple Arcade segment. Oh no, poor Zach missing out on his favorite topic. What a coincidence! Yeah. Ah, <sighs> um, should we try to reach him, or should we just keep on talking? Let's try to reach him. <laughs> okay. Okay. I wasn't sure. Was a fifty-fifty there? Uh, completely frozen. Hmm. One eternity later. I am now recording again in audio hijack, so we can probably continue. I we were talking about arcade, but I don't remember where we were at. <laughs> so Apple um, TV Plus is coming November first. Mm-hmm. Do uh, we cool. wanna? <clears throat> I finish uni a week after that, so then I can binge TV shows until I die. <laughs> How exciting! Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Apple Arcade. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That thing. Are we finishing yeah, cool. this episode? Probably should finish. Yeah. yeah I don't know if we want to talk more about that. But okay. Yeah. But just just one thing that, that I tried to say while yeah. Zach decided to crush his computer, um, <laughs> purposefully, I assume. Um, I yeah. Notice how I waited until the Apple. <laughs> I know. I know. That, that very deliberate. <laughs> it didn't pass by me. Don't you worry. Um, I I was a bit worried, right? So I was kind of pessimistic about apple arcade before it launched now after it launched and seeing some of the games and seeing some of the presentation i'm very very positive about the experience of the app store in apple arcade as a place of like where where games that clearly got a lot of attention clearly took a lot of time clearly had a decent budget to do whatever the hell they wanted for their game um, so from a content and the presentation of their content perspective, and I mean, the entire fact that... It's, in, in terms of how it looks like in Apple Arcade? Yeah, having like nice videos, all okay. the all the presentation, all the screenshots seems to... They all seem very um, similar. Like they all have, like every single game has a video. Every game has like this header video. Mm, mm. Uh, all of them have more game-focused information. Like, you see in the top, like, the age limitations. You see if it's multiplayer. You can kind of see what kind of game it is. Like, the the, the, the uh, genre is, is kind of displayed on a band on top. Um, and then you see, like, your normal, like, information about the game. And everything is obviously free to download as long as you're a subscriber. So, from all of that, uh, I, I, I really enjoy... Um, Apple Arcade, and more so than I thought. The presentation, as we talked about last time, was definitely... Now uh, you're saying presentation in terms of... As in keynote. Keynote presentation. Yeah. Okay. Um, Thank you. That's I why I was confused, that confused earlier on. I, yeah. I, now, I now see my, my fa- failings. Fault. Anyway. Floss. <laughs> and those. <laughs> um, but at, in the keynote, we were talking about like Konami and other like big names. That is not the case at all when you actually go to the arcade tab. Apple promotes uh, a whole bunch of games, smaller ones, bigger ones. Um, and there's a good variety. It's not like just the big names get, get attention there. So from that part, I'm, I'm very quite happy with it. And the games are all fun. Like all, I mean, I tried four or five and they were all really nice, a lot of fun. Um, but. At least for me personally, and if I extrapolate my personal experience to the rest of the world, I wonder if that means the games tab on the App Store will just die. I, I've not, I, I do not see myself really going there anymore because it yep. feels like that's kind of the, yep. the, I mean, that sounds meaner than it is, but it, the trash pile, just because there is so much trash and Apple does promote so much of the trashy games in there, it's not like, even the editorial all being high quality in the games tab. Mm-hmm. If you go to the games tab, there's so many games that are like 
oh, it's free. And then we have like this gem pile for, for $1,400. Like, yeah. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. It um, is a bit. <sighs> and that being promoted, right? That's yeah. actually promoted by Apple. So it has a more prominent place there. It's not even that there is like a, a, like a, a, a like a, box of 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 crap somewhere in some corner it's like no we actually uh there is a promotion for some game again that 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 tries to trick people into paying 140 dollars for some uh imaginary gems i feel like it's also putting a bit of pressure on the on the apps that are not in apple arcade and that's not the that's not the games that want to sell you gems i don't really i'm not too concerned about them um but i think apps that are actually like making really really nice apps um but decided not to be in apple arcade mm-hmm. um i feel like they are in a huge disadvantage because first of all apple isn't really promoting them apple is promoting a lot of other things in the games tab and then they have the apple arcade tab and it feels like they might not get into either of those um and even if people are interested in that game and find a game I'm not sure if people feel comfortable paying for... If you want to have a paid upfront game that is not in Apple Arcade, I don't know how easy it would be to convince a customer to buy that game rather than just downloading one of the 100 games in Apple Arcade. Yeah. It and feels a bit unjustifiable for a for a user. I don't think it is from a from a developer's perspective, but I think from a user's perspective, it's weird that I would pay five ninety nine for a game when I can get a lot of other ones in, and they're all really good, right? It's not like yeah. you pay you pay five ninety nine with Apple Arcade. I mean, I understand it's a subscription model. You pay it every month, even yeah. if you don't yeah. play anything. I understand how subscriptions work, but <laughs> we're um, not gonna, <laughs> we, we didn't expect you not to. No, no, no. But I can I can see that that uh, the messages we're getting for Kaizen idiot doesn't know that subscription. You lose all of that if you stop paying. Anyway. Um, it it feels weird, right? If you can pay five ninety nine and you get all the super high quality games across all the platforms without any ads, without any in app purchases, without any of that, it's just good games. And you either you start playing them. First of all, they're all free, right? You you don't have any barrier of trying it. You ke- you keep playing the ones you want but across all your devices, and you know are they fun or not. Well, on the other on the other tab in the games tab, hmm. you might start something. You're like, this is amazing. You start mm-hmm. playing it, and then they start like an hour in when when you're kind of into it. Then they start showing you ads, and they start asking you for stupid gem- gems, and yeah. then they ask you for speeding up your recovery. That you, all of a sudden it's a mechanic they introduce where you have to pay. It's like yeah, you don't even, have any of that, right? You're not yeah. getting that kind of. Or even games you're not that getting you... burned on on the on Apple Arcade, and yeah, or there might even be games that you would really enjoy playing, but there isn't a trial mode like it is in Apple Arcade, so you might not pay upfront for that game either. Even if right, you see free, and you're like, ugh. Yeah, no, I'm I'm talking about paid games that are not in Apple Arcade. Oh, yeah, I think that will be hard as well because if you can't try it, but you can try games in Apple Arcade, and you don't want to pay upfront for it. Then that will it will be hard to market like to to actually show off as a, as a good game. Mm. Um, but I do think there might just be a matter of finding different type of marketing strategies or different type of revenue streams. Like if you have a game that has a free demo, that is then a paid game, like an in a purchase for paying for the full game, that might work because but then you, you don't can... see a difference, right? You don't see you see f- yeah you see I free see a game and you that's think free, you have to buy I'm like uh, no. Yeah, that's not true. interested. I'm I'm not giving you, you know, I'm yeah, not willing that's, just that's to true. waste and a I know minute of my life to see you can see what type of in-app purchases there are for the game, but it's nothing you see up front. Y- yeah, and realistically, we might look at that, mm. 
but most people won't. And people, are, I mean, you've been like anyone who's played games has probably been burned by this kind of mechanic that I don't even think should be allowed in App Store in the first place. Um, but it happens to be there. Like this entire, you, you're, the game is completely unusable until you either wait for six hours or or throw five dollars at them. That that's absurd. That that's even a thing that uh, that is. <laughs> Uh, not only allowed but also seemingly sometimes encouraged to to make money uh and you don't have any of that in arcades so i and i mean it's also such a good value if you consider that most people or or a good chunk of people won't pay those 5.99 um per person like if you have any other family members or any other people that you you add into your family group uh it's like five ninety nine for that entire group. So if you have at least a second person that you share this with, at least in Canada, it's five ninety nine. It's three dollars a person. It's that's crazy yeah, value yeah. that you get out of that. And I mean, I probably get five dollar ninety nine of value out of the game, like easily out of the games that are that are out now because I've only tried like three or four, and I <laughs> I liked all three or four of them. But I, I mean, I'm not playing like ten hours a day, right? I'll I'll probably um, have a good month to to even get through those games that launched, and I'm, I assume there will be more games launching every month, just mm. based on what the headings look like. If you go to all games uh, tab, mm-hmm. like if you scroll all the way to the bottom, you can see all games, and the head um, the header is uh, launched September 2019, uh, and that's basically where all games are uh, at the moment. So I assume there will be a launch November. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, group after so based on that I mean might be wrong but based on that I assume there will be a decent amount of games launching every month uh, so it will be hard to to compete with that anyway that's kind of initial observations I'm sure we'll we'll talk about Apple services uh, more in the future yeah especially when it actually launches on, on other platforms mm, yeah I'm looking forward to trying it on the Apple TV I think that could be really cool Cool, 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 cool. All right, should picks. we call it the show? Aww. What time is it? What, how long have we recorded for? We should probably skip the picks this week. 